Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. If you haven't heard, we just launched three new granolas, a grain-free apple walnut keto granola and two ancient grain varieties in vanilla chocolate chip and honey peanut butter. I have to admit, these new flavors are out of control good. Like all purely granolas, all three are sweetened with coconut sugar, baked with coconut oil, and crafted with the best premium ingredients in order to taste absolutely amazing and make you feel good too. So we have an exclusive deal for our Live Purely listeners on our new granola flavors. Use code LIVEPURELY, that's L-I-V-E-P-U-R-E-L-Y, for 20% off all online orders now through June 30th on purelyelizabeth.com. Go ahead and stack up on your new faves, and you'll definitely be thanking me later. Today's guest is Laurel Gallucci, co-founder and CEO of Sweet Laurel Bakery, a whole foods baking company making only grain-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free baked goods that taste so good you'd never know they were healthy. Her bake shop in the Palisades in Southern California exudes feminine beauty, much like the brand. Laurel teaches workshops on how to heal and bake with healthier ingredient alternatives, which you can also do at home thanks to her cookbooks. In today's episode, we discuss how she completely reversed her autoimmune disease by going on a paleo diet and took her love of baking into a business. Laurel shares how she started her brand through education, connecting with consumers, and the importance of changing her consumers' lives through food. Keep listening to learn more. So Laurel, so wonderful to have you on the podcast. I'm such a fan of your brand, and I do remember the first time discovering your cakes at a visit to Erewhon in California many years ago, and from that date, I've been a huge fan. So thanks for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me, and it's such an honor to be talking with you and knowing that you are a fan of Sweet Laurel makes like my years. (laughs) so delighted to hear that. Well, you have such an interesting health journey and the goal of Purely Elizabeth in this podcast is really helping people along that health journey. So I'd love to start at really what was the beginning for you and how you started Sweet Laurel? Yeah, so it, it's been a crazy journey. I, I have had a, I don't know, I like, like, I feel like it's been a lifetime with eating the way I am eating and dealing with healing through an autoimmune disease, but really it's all happened in the last 10 years. In literally almost 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. And at first I was treated medically by a medical doctor and I was taking hormones. I was dealing with a bunch of other symptoms that had come up and I wasn't getting any better. And after about two years, I kind of took a step back and I, you know, talked to my dad, who's a medical doctor and people around me. And I took a step back and I had realized, you know, everything I was doing from a medical perspective 
is what I consider a Band-Aid fix. It wasn't fixing the root of the issue, which was that with Hashimoto's disease, you have a ton of antibodies in your system that are constantly attacking your thyroid. And, you know, most doctors will tell you that this is something that you will have the rest of your life. And, you know, you need to take these hormones to kind of deal with it. And I was having other terrible symptoms that were popping up. I had lost all my energy. I was working as a school teacher at the time and I literally could not walk up a staircase. I had such low energy. And oh my God. Yeah, it was terrible. And I decided with the help of my loved ones to take a year off of working and focus on healing. And another symptom that had popped up was I was not having a cycle. I had gone off birth control throughout this like first two years of my diagnosis just to see if it was causing anything and then never got a period back. So that was really as like someone, you know, I was like 25 at the time. It was just like so scary to be dealing with, you know, having issues that were like chronic health conditions that you usually don't face as a woman. So I was, I was really shocked that so many symptoms in my body had been affected by this autoimmune disease. And so after two years of being treated medically, I decided to start working with a functional medical doctor. So someone who had been trained functionally, but was also a medical doctor. And she took one look at me and she was like, you have Hashimoto's disease. You need to be 100% paleo for a year if you want to see any results. She said, you should not be eating gluten. You should not be eating soy, dairy, sugars. Like you have to take it all out. And she said, these things are causing inflammation, particularly the gluten. People with Hashimoto's disease usually have a very inflammatory reaction to gluten. And my suggestion is that tomorrow you start this diet. (laughs) And she was like, and you can't cheat, by the way. You know, this means no chocolate cake every now and then, nothing. And I was like, oh, goodness, no chocolate cake. Like, this is strict. And I'm actually by nature a total rule follower. And so I took this diet very seriously. Overnight changed my diet, went 100% paleo, and literally within weeks I was starting to feel my energy come back, the inflammation was subsiding, and it only took a couple of weeks for me to also realize if I'm eating this way, I can't eat cookies or brownies or crackers or any of that. And this was 2014, and literally it, the grocery store is not was not what it is today. You could not go to the store and find anything grain-free, sugar-free, soy-free. These were things you just couldn't find. You could find gluten-free and dairy-free, but usually they had a bunch of junk in it. So I found that if I wanted something, I had to make it myself. And that's kind of where Sweet Laurel came from, was my experimentation with having to nourish myself with whole real food that was also grain-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free, soy-free, and, you know, the rest is history. (laughs) I have so many questions from that. So I think first it's interesting. I've had a couple of people 
who've had Hashimoto's. And I recently just heard this statistic that one in five women have a low thyroid. Mm-hmm. And most of that <clears throat> is Hashimoto's, which goes undiagnosed. Yeah. And so as you found out that traditional medicine wasn't really working, like what was that process look yeah. like for you as yeah. you decided to go another route? Because I, I think that there's so many people who might have symptoms, they might not even know, and then it could be really daunting to find totally. a alternative medicine when your regular doctor is telling you like, no, 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 take the prescription. This is a bandaid that's going to fix it. Yeah. So I would say for me, it was the secondary symptoms that were popping up because of the autoimmune condition that were really scaring me. So some women that have Hashimoto's disease, their body might be perfectly fine taking Synthroid, which is synthetic thyroid hormone. And they might be able to function normally after that. Like, I do think that there is a time and place for being treated medically. And especially with Hashimoto's disease, some people feel great, especially throughout the pregnancy process. It's very important to keep your levels accurate and where they should be. But the problem with me was there were so many secondary symptoms that were unbearable. You know, the energy loss was so extreme. I I couldn't even hike with my family. Like I remember going on a hike with them and being like a mile behind everyone. And I was just like, this is so weird because I usually have a lot of energy. I don't know what's going on. And so I wasn't able to live life to the fullest. I had the the secondary amenorrhea I shared with you, which was the lack of a menstrual cycle. And then I also could not digest any food. Before changing my diet, I had so much inflammation and gut issues due to, I think, what was being you know, on antibiotics a little too much in high school and college due to, you know, infections or whatever. And my gut was not able to digest anything. I I would eat like sprouted whole wheat bread with peanut butter every morning for breakfast. And it was like my favorite breakfast, but like my stomach would hurt the whole day. And I would have such an inflammatory response that was like going on on the inside. Like I was feeling it on the outside, but it was really happening on the inside. And I ended up losing like 40 pounds because I wasn't digesting. Yeah. I wasn't absorbing nutrients. And so when I started working with my doctor who was functional, she not only changed my diet, she went at the gut health thing full throttle. So I was doing a gut healing protocol, you know, healing that whole system, taking lots of probiotics and taking some supplements that were rebuilding the gut lining that had been really decimated and taking the gluten out really helped too, because I was able, the foods I was eating were easier for me to digest. And I got back to a healthy weight and, you know, that just made me feel so much better just in and of itself. So like the secondary symptoms that I was dealing with that, you know, also were connected with the autoimmune stuff were what really got me out of the the medical lane and more into the functional lane. It was a functional and medical lane, like the doctor I was working with was both, which I thought was the best of both worlds. And um, 
you know, because my medical doctor gave me Miralax when I told him I had stomach pain and was having chronic constipation. And that's like, he was like, take this three times a day. And like the quality of life connected with that, it's just like, it was not something I wanted to be doing. Terrible. Yeah. So aside from the changes in food that you added and supplements, were there other, I guess, more lifestyle changes that you needed as well? Yeah. So basically I, I went at it with the food. I went at it with a whole circle, like supplement gut healing protocol that was, you know, handcrafted catered to like what I was going through. And then I would say taking a year off of working as a school teacher was crucial too, because I was, you know, not expected to be somewhere at like 7am every day and like not working, taking some time off really helped with, you know, stress and just rest because I did need to rest. My body was just like really exhausted from fighting all these, you know, issues all day. And that was a crucial step for me. We moved from where we were living while I was really ill to Venice, California. We moved towards the beach. I was outside a lot. I think that really helped too. I basically was cooking for myself, going on walks outside and going to yoga. It was like the dream life. Sounds like heaven. <laughs> it, was, it was heaven, but check this out. Like literally after doing that for three months, we launched Sweet Laurel. So it, like I went straight in from that into like startup crazy, like so intense, but in a good way, you know, and I was ready for it because I was starting to feel so much better. And I had a story to share with people. That's amazing. I think it's a, such a good takeaway just on the entire holistic view of it's not only food, but that stress level, it can manifest in so many ways. So it's so important. And it's probably what enabled you to really think clearly about what you wanted for Sweet Laurel. Okay. So let's get to to that. So all of a sudden you're not feeling well, and then you're missing your favorite baked goods. And were you a baker? How did you get from missing your favorite baked goods to let's launch this delicious, yummy brand? Totally. So I was always a hobby baker. So it was like the thing I did after school growing up, it was like, if I was invited to a get together, I was always bringing a cake or brownies or cookies. Like I was that person, like for fun, I would make things for my family and friends. So it was like a really awesome challenge to figure out things I could eat. I have always had like an experimental eye when it came to food. I really attribute some of that to growing up. My dad is a cardiologist and he would ask me, he'd say, Hey Laurel, like, can you make chocolate chip cookies? But like without butter, like, can you make, can you use olive oil or like, something else. Or he'd ask me to leave the eggs out, you know, cause he's, he's a cardiologist and he actually does have somewhat higher cholesterol. So he himself, he, he, he ate a very like low cholesterol diet. And so he was always asking me to make certain things. And so I would like make him chocolate cakes with like olive oil instead of butter. So like, and that was growing up. So I knew like simple swaps usually worked. <laughs> And so I was like, 
you know, there were occasionally things that totally were disasters, but I had this experimental eye with baking. And so I basically learned how to bake by reading cookbooks, reading, you know, if I had something with me reading at the beach, it was like Cook's Illustrated. It was never like, you know, People Magazine. (laughs) So like I was... I was always wanting to learn about the process and it's so funny how it's so full circle. And um, basically Sweet Laurel began because I brought a chocolate caramel cake that is now our bestseller in the cookbook. We call it the chocolate cake that changed everything on sweetlaurel.com. It's our chocolate caramel cake. I brought it to my friend, Claire Thomas's house. And I told her, I said, this cake is five ingredients and I can eat it. And she was very familiar with what I was going through. We had been friends for a long time and she saw the rise and fall of my healing journey. And she was just like, this was like mind boggling to her that this cake was five ingredients. And she, she took one bite and she was like, wait, so you're telling me this cake is gluten-free. It's dairy-free. It's refined sugar-free. It's paleo. And I was like, yes, it's, it's um, literally it's almond flour. It's coconut oil. You know, I started naming the ingredients and she was just like, no, it can't be like, this is basically a salad. These ingredients you're telling me are so healthy. And I was like, no, it's seriously. And she just, she took one look at me and she was like, Laurel, what are we doing with this? Like, we need to share this with the world. And, you know, as I shared earlier, I was perfectly happy cooking for myself and going to yoga every day. But, you know, I was starting to feel better and she was that visionary who had, she knew that there were people that would want this. There were people that would resonate with the story. Whereas I was kind of like in my little bubble and she was just like, no, we're sharing this with the world. That's amazing. (laughs) And it was like, I was just like, okay, so I'm going to be like working in a kitchen and making cakes for everyone. And she was like, yeah, for a while, like that's what it's going to be like, but then it's going to be like this big thing. And I was just like, okay, wow. (laughs) So what was the moment then from bringing her this cake to really taking that leap? And what was first in the business? Because I think so many people probably think of, I want to dream of having a bakery or something of that nature. So what was next in that process? That's such a good question because I think that that is what makes our story and the journey to having the brand that we have today. That's just what what was so crucial. So from the very beginning, Claire, my visionary partner, I call her a creative partner. She, she understood brand building. She understood the tactics of that. Whereas I, you know, I was a school teacher. I knew how to bake these things, but I had no idea what branding even was. I appreciated well-branded things. I had like a very specific eye and, you know, I was into things that were vintage, but clean and like clean cut classic type things in terms of like style. Right. But, you know, Claire, she really understood who I was. She saw the whole health journey play out and, you know, had that brand crafting ability. And that was from the beginning. And whereas I think some people, when starting something like a bakery, might not have that side of things down. And that was something that really helped make Sweet Laurel successful. 
another thing that was really important was right out the gate, we didn't necessarily even sell cakes yet. I, we started workshops in LA and these were experiential events where I literally just taught people how to make themselves brownies or cookies or their own almond milk. And people were just, their minds were blown. We had women crying every single workshop because it was like, I haven't had a chocolate chip cookie in seven years. Like this, this is such a, an amazing thing because, you know, like I, you know, people who had celiac disease or really chronic illnesses like colitis and issues like that were coming. And we saw that there was a need. And then we saw that there was a need in this, this other person that is our customer where they don't even have celiac disease. They don't even have a chronic illness. They just want the feel good, healthy, clean option. And we did we did, I'll never forget, we did a workshop with Jenny Kane, who's an amazing lifestyle brand herself. And her and her friends, their minds were blown by Sweet Laurel. They were just like, this is so special and different. I I want all of it. I'm going to tell all my friends about it. Like I'm only doing Sweet Laurel at every single birthday party. <laughs> on. And that was our core customer base. It was like a grassroots thing that was spreading throughout Los Angeles. And that's when I started actually baking cakes for people. I was a cottage law industry the first year. So I got my home kitchen certified as a cottage law industry. So it was like health department certified. You can do that if you make under a certain amount every year and you hand deliver to people. So I was, we launched our website in May of 2015. You could place a cake order on the site and I would literally bake the cakes and drive them to the people's houses. It's like Southern California, LA area. And this, what was so like secret garden at the very beginning and only shared with certain people, it was starting to spread quickly. And we outgrew that situation after a year and started renting like a commercial kitchen and doing production out of there. And that's when our wholesale business started. So that was kind of like, I would say the brand building and then the connection with people through these workshops was really crucial at the beginning. I think that that's such an interesting way that you started. And I think about that as it relates to a grocery brand where for us at Purely Elizabeth, we really focused so much in the beginning of doing demos and events. And it's really just getting that product into right. the consumer's mouth yeah, and having that connection. So I, it's... It's so interesting that you did that at first with workshops. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, it was, it was actually kind of funny because we had this Instagram account that was growing every day and everyone thought we had a cake shop or a bakery in Los Angeles and we had no brick and mortar. We actually didn't have a brick and mortar until year three. Our way of connecting with our customers was through these experiential events, these workshops, sharing recipes on our blog, being active on social media, and like just the, the, the delivery of baked goods throughout the city. And then soon, you know, we launched national shipping, but that was really how we connected with people. So it really gave you the validation of that there was a real need in the marketplace by going through these different avenues. Yeah. And were you doing the workshops at your house or were you renting a space? So I was still at my little apartment in Venice that didn't 
fit too many people. So we were at the time we were doing events at different like spaces. So we did one, our first workshop ever was actually at the Venice high school learning garden. And I used to teach at Venice high school. So it was like a very special place for me. And we, we literally like put chairs out in the garden and had this workshop called healing through food where we, you know, I shared my story and we worked with two other really awesome brands and, um, you know, just was like a seminar style actually. And like that was so successful. We had so many people attend that we just started doing more and more at various locations. And then in 2018, we were still doing lots of events and workshops. My husband and I bought our house, which is now called the hashtag Sweet Laurel Cottage. (laughs) We literally designed it to be a workshop space. It's, It's really awesome indoor outdoor space with a huge kitchen. (laughs) And before the COVID pandemic, we actually had like five workshops here and it was really, it was a great experience just connecting with people that way. I'm really not sure how the in-person things are going to be moving forward. I've been doing lots of virtual workshops and classes, but education is, has always been the cornerstone of Sweet Laurel. So it's something that's very important to us and something that we want to continue for sure. I think that's so important. Yeah. So as you started, did you always have the brand aesthetic? I just love the feminine, Mm -hmm. clean. Was that from day one or has that changed? Day one. Day one. You guys nailed Uh, it. Yeah. Well, it has everything to do with my partner, Claire. She she had that brand vision, which whereas like, like I said, I didn't even fully understand what a brand was at the time. And she just knew who I was and knew my story. And she was just like, this is going to really resonate with people. You know, we're going to, you know, and part, part, part of the branding has to do with the product too, because, you know, I would make these cakes and literally like forage flowers to decorate with. Right. And it was like, you know, we aren't going to make these food colored fondant roses. We're going to use or beautiful organic things found in nature. And that was, that's a really big part of the brand too. And so yes, to answer your question, day one, and I, I truly feel like that really led to where we are today. So as you talk about the product and ingredients, let's get into that a little bit. I know we both share a love for coconut oil, almond flour, but what are those kind of guardrails, non-negotiables that you have at Sweet Laurel? And what is your favorite product? Ooh, I love that question. So we at Sweet Laurel, we work with what we call our five core ingredients. So you already talked about two of them. Almond flour is actually our main flour that we use. We use it because of its macronutrient content, the amount of protein and good fats in it compared to wheat flour and other gluten-free flours is just exponential. We use coconut oil as our main fat at Sweet Laurel. And that has to do with where I was at in my healing journey was I wasn't really able to digest too many things. And coconut oil is actually one of the easiest fats to digest because of its content of MCTs, which is actually found in breast milk and the reason why babies are able to digest breast milk. 
So coconut, almond flour, coconut oil, we sweeten with 100% maple syrup. And today we're also sweetening with monk fruit. So that's a sweetener that was added on about two years ago. You know, there's a lot of refined sugar-free sweeteners out there. And I truly felt maple syrup baked the best, but also tasted the best and had the highest quality minerality and just it's actually high in nutrients, maple syrup. It comes from a tree. There's, there's tons of nutrients that come with it. And it, it's, it's, it like doesn't make our baked goods taste weird or anything. Whereas like, you know, when you use in like a cake, if you have a lot of honey in that, oftentimes you can like taste the honey, right? So maple syrup was performance-wise the best. You couldn't taste it at all. And then we use Himalayan pink salt, which is a salt in its natural form. There's no bleach or anti-caking agents added to it. And so we really like that. It's also a beautiful shade of pink. <laughs> in our, we use organic eggs or a flax chia eggs in our vegan options. So that's always been a non-negotiable thing is organic eggs. Just, you know, compared to conventional eggs, there's so many pros um, that, you know, people don't even realize like eating an egg that is conventional, you're actually ingesting a good amount of soy and corn because that's what those chickens are being fed. And that can cause an inflammatory response in people. And also the health of the egg yolk is just so much greater when it's like a pasture raised organic egg. So from a nutrient perspective, it's just so much better for you. So that, that, those are our five core ingredients that are just non-negotiable. They comprise like 90% of our recipes. We also have nut-free options. So without the almond flour. In terms of my favorite product right now, I would say it's our keto chocolate cake. So delicious. I don't know if you've had a chance to try it yet. I should send you one if not, because it's my favorite. And like I said, we started using monk fruit as a sweetener a few years ago. And this cake, it just blows people out of the water because each slice is under 300 calories, has 12 to 14 grams of protein and four net carbs, which is crazy. That is crazy. So the chocolate cake like literally is so, like after eating any of our cakes and baked goods, you really don't feel like you just had a slice of cake or a baked good because macronutriently they're so balanced and the sugar content is so low compared to the carbs or sorry, the protein and the fat. And so the keto cake, it's like you had air, like literally it's like... (laughs) So it, it doesn't feel like you're eating cake at all. And there's been a few days where I've had that for breakfast with coffee and it's like so yummy. And I know I'm getting lots of protein from it. I'm breastfeeding right now. So I, I, I feel like I need to start the day strong. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, that brings me two questions then. One, you're breastfeeding. So you were obviously able to get your period back. Yes. Which sounds amazing. A miracle. True miracle. After three years of eating super clean, like I said, I did not cheat, addressing the issues that were going on with the gut. And then I moved to addressing the hormonal issues with my functional nutritionist. Her name is Margaret Floyd Berry. She's incredible. She had me start taking some supplements because literally I would get my, uh, hormone blood work done and like estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, 
my levels would be so low. And I was starting to lose hope, right? And so she was helping me work through that. And we addressed some nutrients that I was deficient in. I found out I also had MTHFR, which is a genetic mutation where you can't absorb folic acid. And so she, although I wasn't having a cycle yet, she had me taking gobs and gobs of folate, which is a, a central nutrient you need in the first trimester. And she said, just in case you get pregnant, you need to be taking this. And I was like, I'm not having a period, but whatever. So I was taking all this folate and these other things. And in May of 2016, I got pregnant. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, I had no idea because I hadn't had a period. And so I came home from working at our commercial kitchen, which I had been doing day in and day out at the start of Sweet Laurel. I was like the only baker up until I had my first son. And so I was working in the commercial kitchen all day. I came home around 6 p.m. and I literally couldn't move. I was so tired. So I came home and I was like laying in bed and my husband came home and he knows like usually I'm like, Miss Energetic, especially at that point, I was always feeling great. And like, he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm so tired. I can't move. <laughs> he's like, maybe you're pregnant, you know? And I took a pregnancy test and sure enough, I was like almost so pregnant. I was out of the first trimester. So like, oh my it God, was, it was a miracle. It was wow. a miracle. And so I had my firstborn son, Nico, in February of 2017. And literally like clockwork after I weaned him, my cycle came back every single like 30 something days. And I've never struggled with that ever since. And my hormones related to my thyroid and my other uh, like sexual hormones have always been normal since. So like, I truly feel like getting pregnant and just eating the way I was and the lifestyle I had truly healed me. And, you know, I had a second child right before the pandemic in January, last January. So he's now one. And like, I feel amazing. Like it, it, and every, I get my blood work done every four months just to be precautionary. Everything's always normal. And so like, I am like a medical miracle at this point because with Hashimoto's disease, it's usually a chronic illness you have your whole life. It doesn't even show up on paper. And, um, you know, all the other issues in terms of digestion and reproduction and energy, those are like gone. And I, I just feel so blessed that I have this story that I can share with people through Sweet Laurel. It's, that's the biggest blessing out of all of it. It's incredible. It's so incredible what food and lifestyle can do to the body knows how to really heal itself when you give it the right things it needs. Yes. Yeah. So back to the chocolate cake. Yes. <laughs> Is that so, like you had an Air One for the first so time? No, I think I probably found you at Air One at the very beginning. So it was a vanilla cake with strawberries inside, I want to say. Yes, yes. Which was absolutely delicious. And I think that's a really important point that even though there's all these healthy ingredients that you're using, there isn't that sacrifice in taste, right. which is key. And I love that you say it's about loving the food that you eat instead of punishing yourself for craving it. So tell me about kind of that philosophy, because I think that's just overall so important. Right. And so that really comes from 
like this feeling that people have when they're told by their doctor they can't eat gluten or grains or dairy or sugar anymore. You know, there's this like deprivation factor, like, oh, I can't have that. And it like makes you crave it even more. And so with Sweet Laurel, what we have is the delicious option that's actually good for you, actually meets those dietary restrictions and doesn't leave you feeling deprived. You actually could have it side by side to any cake and not taste the taste difference between the lack of gluten and the lack of dairy or what have you, you know, minus the sugar rush, right? But like a lot of people and a lot of our customers don't even necessarily know that it's gluten-free or dairy-free the first time they try sweet laurel and they can't taste the difference. And we attribute that to the high quality ingredients that we're using and just how the recipes are crafted and when people tell me like, why like, do I feel so good after eating a slice of sweet laurel cake and actually want to have more as opposed to like be mad at myself for hours for indulging? And I tell them it's because it's real food. Your body wants real food and the way your body reacts to real food is totally different than any thing else, you know, and you know, this with purely Elizabeth, like, like when you have something that's wholesome and nourishing compared to its counterpart, your body wants the thing it can digest easily. It wants the thing that, um, makes it feel good after. Absolutely. So as you are now having the bakery Mm-hmm. And as I discovered you in Irwan, you're in some retail location. So what's next? What's the vision for the next couple of years and certainly coming out of the pandemic? Yeah. Well, to be completely honest, I want to follow in your footsteps and be in every retail store imaginable, every grocery store. I, our goal for this year is actually we're doing our first fundraising round that we've ever done and we're investing primarily in the production of products that we can sell in grocery stores. So we are working with Whole Foods and a few other big retailers to launch a couple products in those marketplaces. And then our hope is just to keep churning out awesome products that people can find at their local grocery store. That's so exciting. Well, I I can't wait for it to come here to Colorado. Yes. We also, I should also mention, we we have our e-commerce business, sweetlaurel.com. And that's something that you know, we're shipping cakes nationally and through the pandemic, it's been a super, super great arm of business to have, you know, people, they can't go to their local bakery. So people are shipping themselves stuff all the time. So getting more awareness about our online store and how we ship nationally, like I can ship you our chocolate keto cake today and you can have it tomorrow. And I think that's a really awesome thing to have. And, you know, until we come to Boulder, there's that option. That's wonderful. So coming out of the pandemic now and really accelerating the business this year and fundraising, like how do you look at, and having your baby, how do you really look at work-life balance? What's your approach? Or do you are you on the side of like not even calling it that because the reality is they're so blurred. So how do you just stay? Yeah. So I 
I have to look at it from the scope of like, what can I do every day to make me feel somewhat whole on the family side of things, the work side of things, and then like the personal, right? So as a mother of like a one-year-old and then a toddler, you don't get much personal time. And then on top of that, having this business, it's like nonstop and you know this. And so I have to do these little things each day that fuel me. And so like, I, you know, I work during the day, right? But I make sure that before I start working in the morning, when I'm done working, I really try to have solid time with my children and my husband and just make sure that, you know, I'm not like a ball and chain to my cell phone that's constantly buzzing. So, you know, if I can do dinner time and bath time without looking at my cell phone. Like my team knows if it's an emergency, please call me. But like, I don't need to be checking my email during dinner time and bath time. Right. And so if I, if I give myself a really solid boundary of like, this is family time, the other time, like that's when everyone and anyone can contact me about, you know, work stuff, just being really clear about those boundaries. And, and then also sneaking in the personal time in terms of like, a lot of times, you know, my husband and I are both working from home. So like when it's like lunch time, we'll like skip out for like a 30 minute power walk in the sun and just like get, you know, some movement in and like that really fuels me. So like, I know that I need to do that and I need to like try my best to, to have those boundaries. And that helps me. (laughs) Has it been like that for you since the beginning of the business or has that kind of evolved as you've realized the more me time that you need? Yeah. I would say for me, having kids was the big changing moment in my life where I was like, wow, I'm working 12 to 18 hours a day. I can't do this when I have kids, you know, like it was totally normal. And my husband, he's, he's the same way where he's just like, he's like, like works so hard. And so, you know, we would work all day, we'd have dinner and then we'd like open our computers again and work for like four hours. And like, that's, that's just not something that you can do when you have children. And so that was a big changing point for me. And then I think also becoming a mother, I realized like, if I'm not being like taking care of myself, like I can't be my best for other people. And like, I don't, I don't need a lot to like, have like self-care moments or whatever, but I just know that and like if I don't try to do a quick power walk a few times a week, I'm I'm not gonna be happy. And like so I have to work that into my schedule. And I think like a big turning point for me, like I said, was having kids and realizing like I need to I need to be a little bit more balanced here. <laughs> giving you those boundaries. Yeah. yeah. And it's so important, I think, to be able to find those things that you've identified that you know are like, okay, here's my non-negotiable. I don't go for a walk. That's my trigger. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 
So that's All right. Well, we're going to go through some quick Q&A rapid fire questions. Okay. All right. So what sweet laurel, which I think I might know this answer already, but what sweet laurel desserts are always in your house? Keto chocolate cake and vegan chocolate chip banana bread always. And Ooh. cookie dough is always in my fridge or freezer. <laughs> Those all sound delicious. Yeah. What couple ingredients are always in your fridge? So our five core ingredients, not all of them are in the fridge, but you know, I always have organic eggs. We always have house-made almond milk and coconut yogurt. And these are things that I'm always baking with, but we're always eating too. Something that brings you joy. Family time. Yeah. Favorite TV show you're watching. I actually don't watch TV. So I don't watch TV, I'm completely honest. But I do like watching like documentaries every now and then. A favorite documentary? Um, you know, I actually watched, this actually isn't a documentary, but when I was early postpartum with my second, I watched like three or four episodes of The Crown and that got me really into like royal family drama. <laughs> I, you know, if I, if I am watching like some sort of documentary, it's usually about that. Favorite podcast? Oh, there's so. If you many. listen to podcasts, yeah. So I I do occasionally if I'm like doing the dishes or something and no one's awake. I I started listening to this podcast called Startup Therapy. Oh, that, that sounds good. <laughs> oh, is it Startup Therapy or yeah? I I'm pretty sure it's called Startup Therapy, but it's like all of the issues you deal with in a startup that most people cannot identify with. (laughs) And you're just like, I need to talk to someone about this. (laughs) Sounds like a good one to write down. Yeah. Favorite product. It could be any type of product. Oh man. Well, right now I'm really loving, like back to the self-care thing. I like do my evening face routine, which was also something I started doing with having kids. I like didn't even use face cream before I had a child. I use the beauty counter counter time, like night routine every night. And I just really like that ritual and how it makes my skin feel and it smells really nice. So that's my favorite product right now. What do you want more of in your life? Ooh, I would say like family time, actually. Like I'm very jealous of that time. Like if it, something's encroaching on it, you know, I hope to have more of it in the future too. What do you want less of? Oh, wow. I would say just stress. I'm sure that's what everyone says, but stress. Yeah. A meal that you'll never forget. So there are a couple, but anytime I can, what I call health hack a recipe, it makes me so happy that I can like eat the clean version of it. And um, when we were writing our second cookbook, Sweet Laurel Savory, um, our recipe for chicken pot pie is like a memorable experience because it tastes exactly like the chicken pot pie you remember eating growing up. And it's like, it's like that soul, like, it's like, like delicious comfort. comfort. Yeah. Oh, that sounds amazing. So good. Your favorite sweet Laurel moment. 
I would say that the times where I've literally been face to face with someone when they've had that moment with like, I haven't had, I haven't been able to go to a bakery and buy something or enjoy a brownie in years. Like when we opened our retail store in Los Angeles, we had diabetics coming in telling us like my whole life, I haven't been able to go to a bakery and enjoy picking out whatever I want. Like this is such a special experience for me. And so being there for our customers in that way has always been extremely memorable for me. I'm sure that you have people coming from around the country who like come to LA and beeline right there. Every time I'm there, practically, I meet someone who drove all night from another state or came here just for their anniversary. Like we have a lot of that. And that's something that's really special too. That's incredibly special. Yeah. What is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? I would say eating clean. And do you have a one thing? Would it be gluten or sugar? Oh, yeah. Um, gluten, sugar, and soy. Those are just never in my diet. Never. So in closing, what is next for Sweet Laurel? Yeah. So this year we're focusing on getting into more grocery stores and retail stores and boosting, you know, what's going on on our website. And, you know, my goal is to just reach as many people as possible with it. And we have our Sweet Laurel Savory Cookbook coming out in a few weeks. Which, um, Congratulations. So it's like the, it's like we have our Sweet Laurel Cookbook, which is amazing. We published it in 2018 and it's like a Bible. If you are grain free, you refined sugar free and dairy free, but also like, even if you're not, and you want to make something healthy for your kids, like it's, that is the bake bake book. And then we have our savory book coming out and that's going to be out April 6th. And it's super exciting because it's staples like tortillas that are grain-free, bread that's grain-free, biscuits. And then we have the second half of the book, which is like meal-driven, has the components of the first part of the book, but like the chicken pot pie I was sharing and enchiladas and just pizza and really yummy meals that you can make that are grain-free, refined, sugar-free, and dairy-free, and you can't even tell. I can't wait to get my hands into that cookbook. So where can listeners find you? So sweetoral.com is where all of our products are located. We have our Instagram account at... That's gorgeous. Um, at Sweet Laurel Bakery. And then if you want to follow my personal account, I'm always doing like little behind the scenes things. It's at Laurel Galici. So that those are the best places to find us. And yeah, we, and you can also come to our cake shop in Los Angeles and have the full experience. <laughs> well, it is also the cutest cake shop I've been to. Love it. I'm so happy to hear that. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Like I said, it's an honor to be speaking with you. You're an amazing woman and I love everything you're doing. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. 
See you next Wednesday on the podcast.